0: Welcome back to another episode of The Emily Show. Today, we are reminded that influencers don't always know how to market within the bounds of the law. Yes, we are talking about former fitness influencer, Brittany Dawn, who has been sued by the state of Texas. And if you guys are like, the state of Texas is suing somebody? Yeah, we're going to talk about consumer protection laws a little bit. And I will probably rant at some point about influencers not properly disclosing when things are sponsored or an ad um because it's one of my biggest pet peeves it still happens all the time i regularly look at the ftc website and i'm like what's going on ftc there was back in 2017 like a whole bunch of ftc letters that went out to all kinds of different influencers and celebrities reminding them that there are rules and in the show notes I will be linking some of the FTC resources for proper marketing practices and proper disclosure practices in case you are curious or in case you are someone who runs an online business, does sponsored content, is a content creator. I think most want to do this right, and we're going to use everything Brittany Dawn did wrong as a cautionary tale so that either you can spot it if you're a consumer or so you know exactly what not to do if you are a content creator, course creator, online influencer of any sort, because it doesn't matter if you're just getting free product or if you just have a small audience, the FTC or the state can still come for you. And oh boy, have they come for Brittany Dawn. I will probably make some, has it dawned on her yet? that this was a problem. We will make Joe. There will be jokes. It's just going to be that kind of an episode, but we should just, we should get into it. There's a lot to talk about. I, Oh, I should give a, I should give a warning. Brittany Dawn's content or course that she was selling or product that she was selling was diet related. Part of the problem with that is that the state is alleging that she was marketing this towards people with eating disorders. If that discussion is going to be triggering as we get into the lawsuit, that will come up. And there are some individuals who retell where they were at when they found Brittany Dawn's program with their own EDs and how they related to her and why that perhaps according to the state of Texas might be deceptive marketing practices. So there will be some discussion. I know that restrictive diets and restrictive calorie intakes can be triggering for some. So as we get into the lawsuit, there will be discussion of that. And I just wanted to be mindful so that you can be mindful if that discussion is not for you, that you can nope right out of this episode and know that the summary will be at the beginning. And as we get into the heart of the lawsuit, those things will be described in more detail. And with that disclaimer, we should just get right into this week's episode. Hey there, welcome to The Emily Show. I'm your host, Emily D. Baker, badass lawyer and everyone's favorite legal commentator, breaking down the legal shit in the news and pop culture stories you want to talk about. I've been a licensed attorney for over 15 years. I'm a former prosecutor and I'm a big fan of the Cursey words. So let's break it down. Before we get all the way into this, we have to thank today's sponsor, Manscaped. Look, Valentine's Day just passed, and I get it. Maybe you didn't get exactly what you wanted, or maybe you were still just like, eh, I don't know what to get the man in my life. And that is completely okay, because I've got a solution for you. Manscaped offers a very wide range of products, not just their world-renowned. Can we call it world-renowned? I'm calling it world-renowned, in my opinion. World-renowned, in my opinion. Lawn mower for personal hair trimmer, but also a fantastic chapstick that my teen will actually use because he doesn't hate it, which is goals for me, but also a foot deodorizer spray, which also, I have a (laughs) 14-year-old. It's also goals for me. I also use it in my shoes. I really like it. Look, this is a gift for him, but it's also a gift for you. And maybe it's one of those things that's just for the whole family. If you have boys all over your house, like I do. So if you want to give it a try, anything, any of the products they look, the body wash also smells divine, but it's not overpowering and nineties. ick. It's actually really mild and pleasant, again, enough that all the men in my house smell delicious, which I love. So if you're ready to give it a try, don't just pay full price, people. Use my exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code LAWNARD for 20% off plus free shipping. I know. Give it a try. It's not just personal lawn mowing products. I've got to recommend that body wash. It's really fantastic. So Use my exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com. Use code LONARD for 20% off plus free shipping. Thanks again for sponsoring Manscaped. We've got to get back into today's episode. And see, when you say something sponsored, it's because they have either paid you or given you free product. And you just tell people that it's a sponsor. I realized these were hard concepts in 2017. Things have changed a lot in the online space. I started in the online space when I left the district attorney's office in 2017. So I was in the online marketing world kind of tangentially through this. I worked with business coaches in this space. I had friends that were heavily in the internet marketing space. I have created courses. I understand very well what happened here with Brittany Dawn, because I'm very familiar with this space. There were some tactics that I didn't like. There were some things that I was like, oh, I understand more how to market because uh, the internet marketing space has been the wild west. I think regulations are coming for it. Before we should get all the way into that, well, me. Emily, how many times are you going to say before we get into it? At least four more, maybe. (laughs) Maybe not. But with that, I have missed doing a quote on our episodes, but some of the episodes when they're really heavy, I feel like giving a quote to kind of summarize the episode is too cheeky when the topics are really deeply serious. And while the topic of, you know, deceptive marketing practices can be seen as a little more serious, it's not nearly as serious as some of the topics that we cover here. Um, it's a problem for the consumers that we're taking advantage of, but it's just not as heavy as some of the criminal cases that we've covered. Um, so with that said, I today's quote probably comes from Aristotle, I think, and it is, don't girl boss yourself into a lawsuit. I mean, maybe Emily, but maybe Aristotle. I mean, probably, right? I would also like to share a few of the reviews for the podcast y'all internationally and here in the US have been so kind and it's not every episode that I get to share what you have shared about the podcast and the impact it has for you or that the way I talk annoys you. I see some of those comments too. But um that's okay. It's the great thing about a free podcast is if the way I talk annoys you, you don't have to listen. It's totally fine. I get it. There are lots of other podcast hosts. So for those of you that appreciate the podcast, thank you so much for sharing your feedback with me. I appreciate it. And I will always take constructive feedback. Um, just not liking the way I talk is, you know, it's something I've heard since junior high. So it's, it really has no impact at this point. I'm like, mm, uh, people disagree and we're free to disagree, but Amalia from Apple Podcast Sweden left a very sweet note and said so good Emily breaks down American law and court cases so informative and entertaining I love this podcast thank you so much Amelia from Sweden I've seen lots of you from Sweden because I see the podcast trending in the charts in Sweden and I just appreciate it and I'm so glad you guys are fascinated with American law today is going to be American marketing law and regulations heavy so buckle up because that's what we're getting into. The next one comes from Jay Messeton. I hope MS Eaton from the US said, Lonard. I never knew I was a Lonard until I found Emily so good. Thank you so much for that. And I get people asking frequently on social media, Hey, I feel like I'm a law nerd. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not legally related. It's okay to just be legally curious to be a law nerd. We're just nerdy for, A, being kind of nosy and wanting to know what's up with everybody's lawsuits, and B, for just talking about what the lawsuits say, but understanding that lawsuits are allegations, and there are more parts to come. I think that's one of the most important things to me about the content that I make is learning that these are long processes. And sometimes you will hear one legal document and be like, oh my God, this person did what? There are allegations. But then you hear the next document and you're like, wait, that completely changes the way I'm thinking about the situation. And that's part of what for me, like facts, not fuckery and being a law nerd means it's that withholding not withholding judgment necessarily, but understanding that there's more to come and understanding where there might be judgment. But then you're like, oh, but wait, there's more. And there's gonna be two sides to this lawsuit and the process is going to be long. And what the lawsuit says and how I feel about it are two separate things. And that's parsing out the facts, like the information that we have versus how we may feel about it and pulling those two things out so that they're separate. And it's one of the things I always try to do in my content is be like, this is what it says, which is different than this is how I feel about it. And this is what the law says, which is legality versus morality. That's different necessarily than how I feel with it. Because sometimes I might agree and sometimes I might disagree, but the law is the law and I am not a legislature. So I am not the ones writing the ones, me being plural. I am not the ones... I am not the ones writing the laws. But when it comes to marketing regulations, look at that segue like a professional and stuff. Yes, I'm sitting here patting myself on the back. Um, If you're watching on YouTube, you already know that. But when it comes to regulating deceptive marketing practices, this is an area of law and regulation that has shifted and grown and is continuing to shift and change. We get ourselves from something like Fire Festival. And if you haven't watched anything on Fire Festival, I have episodes on Fire Festival. I should have, oh, tangent incoming. Whew. I should have realized that this content is what I wanted to create when the Fire Festival documentary came out. And I started going down the rabbit hole because it really was like an influencer marketing scam where what was being sold through influencers was not what people were receiving. And it was an absolute crazy disaster. The fact that no one was hurt is still staggering to me um, other than financial loss, but like physically harmed is still staggering to me. And it was so so crazy, but that was because of leaning into influencer marketing in an illegal way. And I think it's becoming more and more regulated as regulators are starting to understand the power that influencers have. Now, I will still screenshot somebody's Instagram post when I'm like that there is no way you're just out of the goodness of your heart being like oh look at this no way you that is a sponsored link that is an affiliate link that is an ad just say it's an ad and in 2022 I'm not seeing people getting Um, kind of called out online for having sponsors. I think there's an understanding that content creators get paid in a variety of ways and ads and sponsored content are one of those ways. I don't think that's a secret. I don't think that's, you know, untoward. I don't think it's crazy. But what I don't like is when people try to pretend they are not marketing to their audience when they are marketing. And that always sits wrong with me, but that leans into those deceptive advertising practices, which is why I've linked the FTC regulations down below. And each state has their own guidelines. I always, and and I don't do a lot of consulting work anymore, but when I was heavily consulting with online businesses, I'm like, lean in to the FTC best practices, lean into just being transparent, telling people if this is a link, that it's an affiliate link, telling people that you are either earning free product or earning payment on that link so people understand. And in 2017, I don't think people understood, or maybe consumers didn't understand what those words meant as well as they do now in 2022. But hiding those relationships is always going to run afoul of marketing practices and best marketing practice. Well, not, they're not best practices when it's just what the law says, (laughs) when it runs afoul of marketing practices, which is disclosing any monetary relationship. And that can be receiving free product that can be receiving, um, a discount on a service because you've gotten an affiliate link with them. And you've, you know, if you send you know, five people are away, you get $50 or whatever it is. Those are monetary relationships. So you have to disclose if there's a relationship, which isn't hard, but that's not the heart of what Brittany Dawn did here. It's just my like rambly way of saying there are lots of ways that influencer marketing can become a problem. And the way that Brittany Dawn has, well, had become a problem in the eyes of the state of Texas through these allegations in this new lawsuit is just one of them. And this is deceptive marketing practices, not in failing to disclose a marketing relationship, but they are alleging not adequately disclosing what was being sold and then not delivering what was being sold, which is something I have seen in the online space and in the course creator industry. Look, I also see it on YouTube and on Patreon. If you are saying to somebody, hey, for this much a month, you get these things, the creator the um horse creator the influencer the person who's selling has to deliver those things so If they're not delivering those things, they are not giving you what they marketed to you. And that can become a problem both federally and on a state-by-state basis, which is the example Brittany Dawn finds herself in right now. If you are not hugely familiar with who Brittany Dawn is, I don't think it's super relevant for what she's being sued for, but there are lots of content creators on YouTube, who have broken down Brittany Dawn, her history, her backstory. You can go onto YouTube and take a look. There are content creators from uh, Jen over at Fundy Fridays to Ready to Glare and others who have really broken down kind of her career, what she was selling, what her influencer life looks like. If you're curious about who is Brittany Dawn for backstory for our purposes, she was a fitness influencer selling a fitness product that we are going to get into as we get into the heart of this lawsuit. But before we get into this lawsuit anymore, we are lucky to have one more sponsor for today's show. Before we get any further into this, I would like to take a moment to thank today's sponsor green chef. It's clear to me going over this particular influencer lawsuit that people were looking for someone to give them guidance and tell them what to do when it came to their eating and meal plan and that this influencer took advantage of that. Well, you don't have to rely on someone on Instagram to have easy, simple meals. Green Chef's not going to tell you what to do, but they will deliver everything you need to make easy, simple meals, to your door, and give you a step-by-step guide so you can just make it yourself. Green Chef is a CCOF certified meal kit company, and they make eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking for more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences, which is true because in our family, we have enjoyed all of our Green Chef meals. Even G, our pickiest eater, Has enjoyed the Green Chef meals. T enjoys putting them together. But here's the thing we are busy. So I get wanting to be told what to do. Having the ingredients you need show up to your door, ready to be prepared with a step by step instruction guide is so helpful. So if you are looking for a way to make dinner time just a little bit easier, Green Chef has a great deal for all of the Emily Show listeners today. Go to greenchef.com slash Baker130 and use code EmilyBaker130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. That's right. Greenchef.com slash Baker130. And you can use code EmilyBaker130 to get $130 off and free shipping. Find out for yourself why Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. And with that, let's get back into what is a foot with this lawsuit. This lawsuit comes to us by the state of Texas by way of their attorney general. So it is the state of Texas versus Brittany Dawn Davis and Brittany Dawn Fitness LLC. For ease, I'm just going to refer to it as Brittany Dawn because that is what's easy for me and probably for you too. Yes, we normally see when it is the state versus someone that it is a criminal case. Don't let that fool you. This is a civil case for marketing practices. This is not a case where someone's going to jail. This is a case where they are suing for a permanent injunction and then for an amount of monetary damages. And as we get into the prayer for relief at the end, we'll talk about that. So this is the state of Texas through its attorney general, Ken Paxton. suing defendant Brittany Dawn and her company for violating the Texas Deceptive Trade Practices Consumer Protection Act, the Texas Business and Commerce Code Section 17.41 at SEC, and for causes of action, would respectfully show the court the following. So as I'm reading through this, the first segment is about the discovery and the speed of the discovery process here. That is not super relevant to us wanting to know what is being sued for. The next is listing out the defendant. They're alleging that Brittany Dawn lives in Texas and has done business through a Texas LLC and that they will be serving both her personally and her agent for service of process with regard to her company. They're alleging that jurisdiction is proper because this is Texas suing a Texas resident. There's literally no need to talk more about jurisdiction. Everybody's in Texas. It's fine. Public interest. This is something that the state attorney general is bringing up. It's why is the state attorney general literally coming for Brittany Down? Why does it matter to them? And it says plaintiff, state of Texas has reason to believe that defendant have engaged what defendants have engaged in the unlawful acts or practices set forth below, and the defendants have caused adverse effects to the lawful conduct of trade and commerce in the state. So there are Texas residents who have been impacted and, and the trade and commerce of the state has been impacted potentially because she is a Texas resident. So Texas will have to prove that if this goes to trial, they are asking for a jury trial. They then define trade and commerce and say that defendants have at all times engaged in conduct, which constitutes trade and commerce. That's selling digital products. That's going to count. They talk about acts of agents, which says whenever in this petition, it's alleged that defendant did any act, it is meant that the defendant performed or participated the act or defendants, officers, agents, et cetera, did. That's literally just boilerplate because it could be defendant, but it could be someone acting on her behalf for her company. The part we really wanted to get to was the factual allegations overview, and then we will get into what is alleged for the cause of action. They say that beginning in 2014, defendants profited from the sale of online fitness packages to thousands of consumers with the promise of personalized nutritional guidance and individualized fitness coaching. Ding, ding, ding. Those are some of the key provisions that are going to be complained of later by the attorney general. Specifically, Defendant's online fitness packages offered macro nutritional assessments and depending on the plan purchase, daily or weekly email training and one-on-one coaching. One-on-one coaching sure sounds like it's individualized and personalized, which is something that people might want to pay their favorite influencer for. It's like, I'm going to get coached one-on-one by you. Okay. Like, look, if the home edit was like, Hey, For $300, we are going to give you personalized coaching. Like, if they're going to FaceTime me and go through my cabinet, not that they're doing this, but if they were, I would throw my money at the screen so fast that you wouldn't even be able to blink and be like, look, one on one to me means one on one. Like, we're getting, we're either getting on FaceTime or I'm sending you something, you're sending it back. We are collaborating on making my pantry home edit perfect because a, I love the home edit, B, women-owned Tennessee business, C, pantry goals. But I can completely understand wanting to say, oh, I'm going to get one-on-one coaching with a favorite influencer. And I can think of influencers or companies that I follow where I'm like, um, yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. I would absolutely pay for that. I would. I would. I am the target market, <laughs> not for this particular influencer, but for many, many others. Let's go back to the lawsuit. All my online marketers in the audience are going, what can we sell to Emily? She is a perfect ideal client. Yes, I'm, I'm very, very easily influenced. Look here, I, I'm in a tangent again. The, the Real Housewife that's having the best season this year, in my, in my humble opinion, is Taco Bell. I cannot watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City without wanting Taco Bell. They talked about Taco Bell so much that I'm like, I need a Doritos Locos taco right now. And I, don't, I haven't eaten Taco Bell in years. This season of Real Housewives of broken me. I have been influenced. Now we'll get back to the lawsuit after I've had a Taco Bell tangent. <sighs> Taco Bell. All right. Nutritional package. We're talking about macros and nutritional packages. <laughs> and the plan gave daily or weekly email training and one-on-one coaching. Defendants online nutrition and fitness packages range from $92 for a one-time macro consultation. And again, if I paid $92 for a one-time consultation, I would expect that I would have a consultation, like a one-to-one, um, zoom call or something of the like, this was 2014. So maybe an e- like phone call then not even an email. Cause I would expect a one-to-one consultation would be like a one-to-one like conversation to $300 for three months of personalized macros, training, and coaching. So $100 a month for three months of personalized stuff. They go on to say in this lawsuit, however, the online nutrition and fitness plans delivered to consumers were not individualized. Defendants also failed to provide the promised coaching and check-ins. Defendants largely ignored customer complaints and sorry, or if they did respond, offered only partial refunds. In 2019, consumers' complaints on social media garnered media attention, prompting defendant Davis to make a video apology posted on YouTube. Not a YouTube apology listed in a lawsuit. It's just, it's, it's, it's so meta to me. It's just YouTuber apologies. I can't like, look, if this goes to trial Are they going to play the YouTube apology before the jury? Yes. Yes, they will. And I'm sure it's since been taken down. Oh, they go keep reading, Emily, defendants promptly took the website down, but they also took the YouTube apology down. But I'm sure that if you go and click it into search on YouTube, you can find a re-upload of that um, video apology. And I know that others have used it in their content talking about Brittany Dawn, um, even if it wasn't the entire apology. So you can get a vibe for it in those breakdowns of her and her online life. It goes on to talk about influencer Brittany Dawn, bedawnfit.com, and the fitness plans. Defendant Brittany Dawn is an in- internet influencer, they describe, and the CEO and face of Brittany Dawn Fitness LLCs. They then define influencers. Quote, unquote, influencers are individuals with large followings. Challenge. Micro-influencers also exist. What constitutes large? Anyway, um... Influencers are individuals with large followings on social media and internet quote influencers following is typically in the distinct niche, such as lifestyle, fashion, beauty, or physical fitness. I want to know where they came up with this definition, but okay, we're just going to, we're just going to roll with it. Defendants, Brittany Dawn fitness and Brittany Dawn have sold personalized nutrition and fitness plans to consumers via a website, bedawnfit.com. Miss Davis posted photos of herself in fitness clothing and posted exercise tips information about nutrition such as quote healthy starbucks hacks and a body positive um and body positive and inspirational quotes on her Instagram Facebook YouTube channel Twitter Pinterest page and blog all which were linked back to bedonfit.com um, or linked back to the bedonfit.com website for sales The bdawnfit.com website offered personalized online fitness plans that contained a nutrition component based on personalized macronutrients, an exercise component, and one-on-one coaching. Depending on the length and type of the plan, customers, consumers, they say, paid anywhere from $92 to $300. And the plan offered either the 30-day or 90-day that we talked about The website offered a macro consult, which included one recalculation of the consumer's personalized macronutrients after an initial assessment. Defendants also offered specialized bridal or bikini competition fitness plans that included daily text and email check-ins. Look, this is offering a highly specialized service that is going to be tremendously time consuming for the creator because this is a lot of promise of hands-on one-to-one, which is something that while also creating content, I don't know how anyone would have facilitated, but that's not to say you you get a pass because you sold it. I don't know how anyone would have the time to do the things they're promising that they were going to do. It also had a self-guided training plan for $45, a fraction of the cost of the fitness plans with individualized macros and trainings and eBooks on nutrition were also offered. If you're like, Emily, what qualifications in nutrition does this individual have? I don't know. It's not listed here, and it doesn't seem to be listed anywhere. Regardless of which nutrition or fitness plan was purchased, an essential component of almost every sale on the website was individualized coaching offered by Defendant Davis. The website identified, sorry, as I've gotten into Defendant Davis, I'm like, no, Brittany Dawn, Emily, switch it, switch it. The website identified Brittany Dawn as the individual providing the coaching and support. She was described as, quote, your coach, your confident, confidant, 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 your confidant, your biggest supporter and friend there to, quote, push you, mold you, and to help you find that person that you've always wanted to become, end quote. Those are marketing guarantees. Those are sales guarantees that this person is there to be literally your coach, your confidant, your biggest supporter, and your friend. If all of you are having parasocial relationship, red flags go off. Remember, this was in 2014 when people weren't as aware of those things. And this wouldn't have gotten called out online the way something being sold like this now would. I think the awareness of internet marketing tactics has become much greater. It then said the website instructed consumers purchasing the plan to fill out the following survey so we can personalize your macros to your goals and needs. And Ms. Brittany Dawn's first email to a purchasing consumer after the survey was completed stated, quote, don't forget that this is just your starting point and I will be making adjustments as needed throughout the next four or 12 weeks with me. They go on to say, according to Brittany Dawn, the macronutrients for each consumer were customized at the very beginning of the plan based on several factors, including a consumer's weight, height, goals, and activity level. And she adjusted the macros throughout the plan as she determined necessary. It then says, in addition to an initial assessment and continued refinements of macronutrients throughout the plan, as previously noted, an essential component of the goods and services offered by Brittany Dawn was the personal fitness coaching. The weekly interactions between the consumers and their coach, Brittany Dawn, were to be an integral part of the individualized support necessary to fully customize the plan for each consumer. The coaching, be it weekly emails or daily text messages, were promised for the full 30 or 90-day duration of the purchase nutrition and fitness plans. Are you all going, how is anyone going to fulfill that? Mm -hmm. The state of Texas would also like to know. Don't sell it that way then. They say that defendants... They allege that defendants repeatedly failed to provide this essential component. Many consumer complaints stated that they did not receive the individualized coaching they purchased as part of their fitness plan. One consumer who purchased the 90 day individualized macro and training plan received one email from Brittany Dawn after her initial check in. No further coaching nor adjustments were offered or made. Woof. Another consumer who purchased a 90 day individualized plan stopped receiving any contact. From Brittany Dawn after the first two weeks still other consumers complained that any responses they did receive if even initially to a detailed check-in or specific question oh it's not me it's just the sentences written awkwardly um were generic and non-substantive e.g that's my girl you're killing it or you've got this babe so the allegation that people would send specific questions um this is just me hypothesizing but send a specific question like hey I'm wondering if like my fat micro my fat micro macro is too high too low. Um, I'm doing this kind of workout, but should I be changing it to this or can I? Or I'm not seeing these results. Even if they're sending a specific question like, "What about this?" They're getting a, "That's my girl, you're killing it," or "You've got this, babe." They they've literally gotten the girl boss playbook down to like, "You've got this, babe." Ugh. They go on to say, consumers who purchased the personalized online nutrition and fitness plans were given access to team. Brittany Dawn's Facebook group. And here is where it all went sideways because you put everybody in a Facebook group and guess what they have the ability to do? Talk to each other. And this is not to say that they are wrong for talking to each other. It's to say that she was wrong for not giving customized plans. People would have found a way to talk about it either way. But putting everyone in a Facebook group really facilitated the ability to say, oh, we all have the same plan. Weird. When you sell a, you know, customized plan that is going to be changed and tweaked throughout the 90 or 30-day process, giving everyone the same plan and then putting them in a Facebook group where they can go, oh, this is your plan? Oh, interesting. That's my plan. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Because what they're paying for is the work and the expertise that they think that this individual has. So they got the Facebook group, which served as a virtual community of consumers on the same fitness journey. It was through the Facebook group that consumers realized that defendant had given the same quote, individualized nutrition and fitness plans. One consumer commented, quote, I thought at first you had created this workout plan based on my needs and wants until I referred two friends to you and their plans were the same. Another noted that her plan did not take into consideration her workout schedule frequency nor considered her workout limitations. As discussed above, since defendant Brittany Dawn was not providing individualized coaching in response to the daily or weekly check-ins, consumers were not receiving the promised adjustments to the workout plan to achieve their individual fitness goals. Everyone who's legitimately in this industry is going, no, that takes a lot of time. Like working with a client and tweaking their nutrition and fitness is highly specific and time-consuming. It goes on to allege that in addition to the lack of coaching or individualized fitness plans, defendants did not customize each consumer's macronutrients at the beginning of the fitness plan. It says that defendants delivered a generic macronutrient guideline to consumers. One consumer found that she and another consumer of approximately the same height had a suggested caloric differential of only 60 calories, even though one weighed 140 pounds more than the other. So, Again, people comparing notes and going, this doesn't make any sense. They say that defendants also failed to provide the adjustments to macronutrients promised for the duration of the fitness plan. One consumer complained that she was never provided a macronutrient adjustment, even though she was working out and her body was changing, which would be the benefit of getting a personalized plan is that somebody changes as you change. Another was a beginner weighing 200 pounds who almost passed out from inadequate nutrition. Defendant did not respond to her emails asking for assistance. Another consumer suffered extreme hunger and sent email after email seeking help from Brittany Dawn, who finally responded a month later, scolded her for not letting her know how bad the hunger was earlier, even though each email explained the issues. The next part is where I gave a warning at the beginning that gets into misleading consumers with eating disorders. So if that is triggering, now is the time we're going to be talking about it. The next segment talks specifically about misleading consumers with ED. Defendant Davis posted videos on YouTube explaining that she overcame her ED through exercise and healthy eating. In the same social media post, she then offered links to her fitness and nutrition plans. Therefore, it was considered marketing. Con- well, that was me interjecting. For those of you listening, that's not the conclusion in the lawsuit. That was my conclusion. I realized my inter position there could have sounded like it was in the lawsuit. No, that's me saying they are linking the fact that in those posts she's talking about her journey and then offering these for sale. They become marketing um they become marketing materials. It says that consumers inferred from defendant's videos and links to her website that she had special training to address ED. One consumer noted that quote, the main reason I chose her out Of all of the coaches out there was specifically that she advertised herself as a quote, eating disorder soldier, end quote. It was incredibly important to me that the person I chose to coach me had an idea of what it was like to deal with an ED prior to reaching out for her guidance. I had battled with anorexia and at my worst was below 80 pounds. So again, um, marketing to a highly specific, highly medically specific population It seems to be alleged without the training to do so. They say that Brittany Dawn denies she accepted consumers with EDs. However, consumer documents tell a different story. At least 14 consumers who sought refunds from defendants mentioned EDs in their complaints. One consumer on her initial survey stated, "Quote: I truly need guidance and help, the right information and support right now. I currently have an ED." horrible body image views. I am underweight for my height. The response from Brittany Dawn, according to the website was quote, great. Welcome to the team. Brittany Dawn family defendant proceeded to provide cardio exercise and low calorie macronutrient suggestions that would only be suitable for someone who needed to lose weight, not put it on. They go on to say another consumer wrote, quote, when I filled out your new client questionnaire, I clearly stated that I was currently suffering from a restrictive eating disorder and looking to increase my calorie intake. The lawsuit then alleges the nutrition plan she received from defendant had a calorie intake significantly lower than what the consumer who needed to gain weight had reported. They then talk about charging shipping fees for digital products, which you cannot do and says that defendants charge consumers a shipping fee, even though the nutrition and fitness plans were emailed. They then go on to list what we've talked about before as false, misleading, or deceptive acts and detail how they are false, deceptive, and misleading acts. So it's taking all of the alleged facts and then putting them into the type of law. So all of these sections of the lawsuit say that she promised to provide one-on-one coaching or modify workouts and nutrition guidelines Via weekly check-ins and then say that she misrepresented the characteristics or benefits or quantities of the goods and services that she failed to provide such coaching check-ins and modifications. Defendants misrepresented the standard quality or grade of their goods or services. So this is again, taking the facts and fitting them into the law for these allegations. They then said that she misrepresented the standard quality or grade of their goods or services because she did not have any special knowledge or training to address EDs. It then alleges that she failed to disclose information concerning the goods or services, which was known at the time of the transaction with the intent to induce consumers into a transaction into which the consumer would not have entered had the information been disclosed. And that's, again, the providing of the customizations. And then the last deceptive act being the charging of a shipping fee. They allege the injury to consumer that multiple persons have had actual damages and are entitled to compensation. They ask for a jury trial. And then in the prayer for relief, they ask for a very specific permanent injunction, meaning you can no longer do this. And the permanent injunction would restrict Brittany Dawn from offering or selling any fitness and nutrition plans, including, and then they list all the different types of assessments, personalized nutritional assessment, um, modifications to a personalized nutritional assessment, individual one-on-one coaching with relation to a nutrition or fitness plan, personalized workouts, routines, um, any kind of nutrition or fitness plan that has modifications offering or selling nutrition or fitness plans, including daily or weekly check-ins, um, with a coach as part of a plan unless defendants will be responding to daily or weekly check-ins from consumers with a personalized message related to specific nutrition and or fitness programs of that consumer within 48 hours of the check-in and then representing that Brittany Dawn has any special knowledge of training to address EDs when she does not. So it seems that they are alleging that she does not have any specialized um, training to deal with a specific medical disorder, and then charging a shipping fee for goods or services. They then get into the civil penalties section, asking for civil penalties of up to $10,000 per violation for each and every violation and civil penalties of up to $250,000 when the actor practiced that acquired or deprived money or other property from consumers who were over the age of 65. So if anyone who purchased their plan was over the age of 65, it is a much higher uh, civil penalty. And then pre-judgment and post-judgment interest on awards of restitution or damages, all costs of the court, cost of investigation, or reasonable attorney's fees. So it's like, hey, we're going to civilly fine you. We're going to enjoin you from doing these things. And, and we are going to charge you for the investigation of you because you did the things. So we're going to charge you for investigating you. So that is the state of Texas versus Brittany don they said that they don't believe that this will exceed a million dollars in fees um but will be over 250,000 dollars in fees which is based on their knowledge of the case that they are putting together it'll be very interesting to follow this and see how it goes i think we will start seeing more of these types of cases because the online space has operated as the wild west and there are rules. You can't just literally do whatever. And in this case, promising goods and services that you aren't delivering falls under deceptive business practices. And it will be interesting to see how this goes forward because the state of Texas clearly has the business records. They've alleged numerous records in this complaint. Will this settle out of court it's very possible. Um, I am aware from watching content related to this influencer, this that this influencer has shifted out of the fitness influencer space into the Christian influencer space. And though she has not responded to these allegations or to this lawsuit, she has, well, one previously made an apology video about it that said something along the lines of, I'm sorry if you felt um, like duped. <laughs> That was not the word she used. I'm sorry if you felt that this was a scammy or a scam or whatever. Again, probably not the specific words, but it was along those lines. Like, I'm sorry if you felt, not I'm sorry that I did, which is, you know, fantastic. So there is that apology regarding this same issue, these uh, fitness programs, but that she has now shifted into the Christian influencer space and talks mostly about her life as a Christian. And she has been posting vaguely about like the enemy coming for you. So though she hasn't addressed this specifically, she's addressed it, it seems in kind of a roundabout way. And if you want to see that and follow along, there are others uh, on social media that are giving commentary on kind of that side of it. I really just wanted to break down what's being alleged and the fact that when the state brings allegations like this, the investigation has already mostly been done. That's very different than the normal civil lawsuits that I cover on this channel. In the kind of regular course of civil lawsuits, you will see um, the uh, litigation start and then the you know, any of the pre-answer motions, the motions to dismiss, et cetera. And then you will see discovery start and that will normally kind of slow things down for a while as discovery goes on and both sides exchange information or sit for depositions or send interrogatories, those sorts of things. But in this, you see a lot of documents that are being quoted directly in this, leading me to believe that an investigation has already taken place by their consumer board. And or by the attorney general's office, and that they have a lot of that information. So they're able to bring that into this uh, complaint different than when you just have private citizens suing private citizens over a perceived uh, wrong. And that's a really interesting quirk to this because they are allegations, but you also have specific factual allegations being made in this, again, quoting emails and quoting consumers. And it only takes one consumer. So it'll be interesting. I will be following it. I don't think this is the end by any means of the influencer lawsuits. I think we will see more. I need to check back in on what happened with the law of Fire Festival. If you're interested, let me know in the comments or on social, if you're interested in more of a follow-up to what the fallout from Fire because I haven't covered that in at least a year. But I was so fascinated. And I guess I, at the beginning, I shared a little bit that I should have realized that this is the direction I wanted to go as not just a content creator, but as a human. Because when that was going down, I could not stop talking about it. I was like, oh my God, this is fascinating. Oh my God, these trade practices. Oh my God, these influencers. Oh my God, they're not disclosing that they're being paid to talk about this. Like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Um, And, and that's how I feel about so much of what I cover. Like, y'all are going to believe this. And that's where we are. I believe it. I mean, it. these complaints to me, and this is not to draw an analogy that the other has done anything wrong, but these complaints sound similar to some of the complaints that came up about Teddy Mellencamp's program, real former Real Housewife of Beverly Hills. And if those of you who pay attention to her, there were a number of complaints about her um, fitness and wellness program, including not that there wasn't check-ins, but some of the check-ins were almost harassing. So there was a insider article a while back about that Teddy Mellencamp program saying that the extreme diet program limited some people to 700 calories a day and things. Just again, when you have these influencer programs, it always raises an eyebrow for me. It just It just does, because I think when it comes to a lot of health and wellness, um, you know, we've got doctors. I don't think I, I, it just, especially with this one, with the ED, it's just, that needs to be treated in, in a multitude of ways, but I don't think an Instagram influencer is the right person. Just, I don't, I don't, I don't. And I think there's a lot of things that influencers can be great for. I mean, I really consider the home edit to be my my most positive lifestyle influencer. It makes me want everything to be pretty, but there's room for harm too. And I think that's what this lawsuit is exposing is where there's room for harm and where the fitness industry can be predatory and damaging. So it's a whole thing. I mean, look into the people that you trust, look for their certifications, ask questions. If you are buying a course or trusting a coach, look at what they do, ask them what they do, check out their backgrounds. There are tremendous fitness professionals. And then there are Instagram models. Those two things are not the same. And I think that that can get conflated in the online space because people's affinity for an influencer may be I don't know, overrides their want to ask questions because they don't want to ask questions. She's selling this as you're I'm gonna be your friend, and I think you get people who relate going, yes, I want to be friends. i want I want you to take me under your wing, tell me how to do the things. I want to get to where you are, help me. and um, not delivering on that a it, it, it it's not an integrity, but b it's not inside the bounds of marketing practices either. So I can't wait to hear what you think about this one. Um, We will cover more influencer stuff. As always, this topic came from the law nerds on social media. This, I got tagged in a lot when it went down. I appreciate all of you. I feel like the law nerds are like my legal research arm. It's like, Emily, look, Thank you for all the DMs, for all the tags, for bringing this story to my attention. If there's lawsuits you want me to break down, please tag me on social media at the Emily Paker everywhere. Share it in the DMs over at the Lawner community at LawnerUnite.com or in our conversation over there. I look to what you want to know about to break these things down. And with that, it is time to say goodbye, 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 goodbye. Thank you again to our sponsors for this episode. It lets me talk about all the things that sometimes social media doesn't want us to talk about. And I can just talk about it frankly with y'all because we have sponsors that understand the content that we do here. And that is so important. So grab a glass. Let's stay hydrated and mind our business. Are we adding that to the outro, Emily? Possibly, unless I forget. (laughs) So maybe sometimes, (laughs) maybe sometimes. Have a wonderful rest of day, night, wherever this finds you. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, just tag me on social or drop us a, you know, a comment, a review over on the iTunes. It helps other people find the podcast. I forget to ask, but every so now I'm like, oh yeah, I should probably ask. Like and subscribe on the YouTube channel. Do the things, do the social media things so that we can continue to break down the lawsuits that we're all talking about. Because this is one that everybody's been talking about. All right. As I interrupted my outro to, to I don't know, continue to talk. Shocking. May your Wi-Fi be strong. May your family be well. May your toilet paper be plentiful. And may the odds be ever in your favor. I will see you in the next episode of The Emily Show. Thanks, friend.